1: feeling about this.
3: Welcome to episode 419 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. I'm your host, Will Witten. Buddy, Star Wars season comes to an end. No more Ahsoka.
2: Sad to see it go, but amazing while it was here.
3: Yeah, man. Um, I overall really enjoyed the this season and and the show itself. Um, you know, a goopy a couple of little goofy complaints or questions here and there, but very solid overall. I felt. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll be talking about that last episode today, tonight, this morning, whenever. I don't know, man. Oh, what, do, what do I know anymore, Will? Nothing. That's what. Mm. Um, buddy, there was a weird phenomenon that occurred after last episode. I got more than one message um, about your sound quality last episode and how it sounded really good. Oh really? Yeah. They were like, Did Will get a new mic? And I was like, I don't think so. And they were like, Oh, did you change platforms, recording platforms, or something? Nope. It's all been the same. (laughs) Maybe I'm just
2: I'm scared that it was just the clarity of my sick voice. I was sick, you know, like I had all that sinus drainage and
3: No, I don't think it was if I
2: don't sound as good this week and it was the gravelly tones last week, I'm afraid that's minimally reproducible over time
3: yeah i don't think that's what it is buddy i just you know what it is probably that i i did a fucking decent job at my job for once is what it was
2: or something (laughs) on my end my technical dumbass. i got my plug plugged all the way in or some shit you know what i mean
3: you guys feel i change a platform yeah right y'all are giving me a lot of credit yeah you're giving both both of us a little Little more credit than we're probably due here because uh, the platform is no. the same as it's ever been Skype, baby.
2: You uh, you know your stuff when it comes to this podcasting shit ain't and sound to me, mixing, man. Precisely,
3: I don't know about Precisely, all that. um, so buddy, we'll talk about that last episode of Ahsoka, we'll hear from some friends. Um, you know, you know how we'll do it. The real question is, what are we going to do next week and the week after and so on and so forth? I don't want to think about it. We always figure it out. There's always something, you know? Oh,
2: it'll be tangents.
3: If anything, I can break out that uh, Boy Scout Fight Club story I told you the other day. Two Egg McMuffins.
2: Oh, man. I can't believe that. I I mean, I can believe it, but but it's it's so... um... What's the name? It's so like Howard Hughes. 80s film. Is that his name? No, that's not there.
3: No. That's not who I'm thinking uh, about. John Hughes.
2: John Hughes.
3: Yeah. Howard Hughes is the uh, (laughs) neurotic
2: aviator magnate.
3: Yeah. He was erotic? Neurotic. Neurotic. Oh, okay. Well, anyway. He
2: was probably eventually erotic at some point.
3: You know, speaking of erotic, you guys should go to myweirdfoot.com or blueharvest.rocks for all your Blue Harvest needs.
2: And the funny thing about it is that there's nothing about it that's erotic.
3: <laughs> not not, e- not, even a slight bit, bro. No. No. no, not The parental
2: even- advisory on our podcast is the extent of the eroticism.
3: Yeah, not a single goddamn down bad Dan out there in this universe listening to this goofy ass show was like you know what this show's erotic never once sexually inappropriate this show well i don't know about it In a pre- erotic doesn't have to mean inappropriate you know it could just mean you know
2: well that's true Erotic.
3: it's like a audio version of the red shoe diaries anyways mm. you'll find all of our links uh on those two websites <laughs> to all our social medias including the Twitch channel where I've been doing lots of streaming. Will's been there. We played some Fortnite on stream a few days ago. Um, We've been playing some uh, Payday, which has been fun. Payday.
2: Um, Check out Payday and watch us fuck it up and shoot it out.
3: (laughs) So come hang out with us there, twitch.tv slash Blue Harvest Podcast. And, of course, the Patreon where if you – are so inclined, you can support us for as little as three dollars a month. Get access to all those bonus podcasts, buddy. You know how I wrapped up my um, my rebels rewatch like right before Ahsoka started, right? Well, my next Patreon venture is going to be a chronological rewatch of the Clone Wars, which is quite a bit, a, a, a lot bigger undertaking. I will not get it done as fast. Because I don't really have a time limit. But that's going to be something we're doing over there. I'm going to um, be putting together like a like a viewing schedule. Um, that way if folks want to watch beforehand. It was, it was a suggestion that was put through in the Patreon. That maybe I share the schedule that way. People can actually watch the episodes. And you know listen to the show and stuff. So that's going to be coming soon. Um, next couple of weeks probably. And you know all our other bonus shows. Cooking with Will. Oh no, it's Hall Solo, Star Wars Year by Podcast with our buddy Steele, Masters of Harvest Cossie with the King of all Toms, King Tom Chansky. <laughs> and so much there's more. some
2: older episodes of blue harvest adventures yeah. now if you are if you haven't given the patreon a shot i recommend you start with those yeah. those will delight you to no end and that's a good window into every other bit of content we have on there on the patreon if you like Haws, there's a lot more haws, and you should come check sure. it out over the blue hauls patreon
3: blue harvest patreon not blue hauls hit patreon will come on now
2: I'm sorry, Freudian
3: Jeez, so, buddy. Um, anyways, that's patreon.com slash blueharvestpodcast. And a big shout out to our patrons. You guys are the best.
4: Gulping sea monkeys by the gallon. My tummy feel crazy. <laughs> that's right. What the dog doing?
3: <coughs> so, buddy. How's your week been? You been up to anything crazy in dad land? You know
2: the craziness of Dadland is it's just crazy.
3: Yeah. It's crazy.
2: I really don't get to breathe until I, I send that text to you. It's like, Hey buddy, you know, <laughs> are
3: you around? You it's want like to play? 930.
2: You, are you, you awake this evening? You're around. Um, like, it's just crazy. It's wake up and get everybody to school and take care of kid and baby. And then pick, you know, pick Liam up from school. Do any homework, extracurricular activities, you know, bedtime, dinner, bath. And then, like, the goal is to make it a chill night, right? Like, what you really (laughs) want to do is read a couple stories, put everybody to bed,
3: you know. And then, bada bing, you're done.
2: Bada bing, put a nice, pretty bow on the night. Mm -hmm. But sometimes, when somebody decides they want to act up, it's not so chill, It's a little stressful, and it's just not what you wanted. You're like, oh, I wanted tonight to be a good night. Like, I wanted it to be – I didn't want meltdowns and not wanting to brush your teeth and refusing to put pajamas on. And, you know, I don't – you know. Oof. It goes sideways quick. It goes sideways. I guess the moral of all that is that parenting is very rewarding, and I love the little monsters that I created. Right. But I did not anticipate how quickly – Things can go sideways. Yeah, chaos real quick, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well Forever in Motion is the future.
3: Yeah, forevermore, <laughs> Sancionados. Yep. Anyway, buddy, um well, I don't have anything exciting to report, bro. I just yeah. I just be working, hanging out with you, streaming, doing podcast mm-hmm. stuff. Like
2: you know, we did get cooking. a couple juicy victories.
3: Oh, we Victory had, Royales. Listen, man. So, for those that don't know, currently, they have the Star Wars stuff back in Fortnite, meaning the lightsabers and the Force powers. Just one, though. It's it's Ahsoka's saber and the Force push. Anytime they put those bad boys in that game, I'm, we're going to get some wins because I, you let me get my hand on that lightsaber. I'll start acting like a maniac. I do not that, build. And the powers.
2: You know... The combination, the power of the lightsaber, the melee attack combos, Mm -hmm. and then the double jump and the speed boost. Yeah. You're just like a damn superhero for a few minutes when you're holding that thing. Yeah, man. Yeah. And you Um, can really own it.
3: I got to say, so I was stoked, obviously, to see them add Ahsoka to the Battle Pass. um, Yeah. This season or this whatever. It's not a season, chapter, whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but everything looks great. Like her model looks great her back bling her pickaxe, which is, you know, that staff she has at the end of rebels. Um, right. all that looks great, but no cool glider. Like they had, they could have either given her a purgal glider or, uh, her Jedi shuttle as a glider, literally
2: no glider,
3: no glider,
2: not her shuttle, her uh-uh. home shuttle. Nope. It's like her home, the dojo.
3: Yeah, it's like her little fucking traveling apartment. Yeah. It's got real nice feng shui and a snippy robot, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. I'd live there. Um, Yeah, I don't know why. They could have given her such a cool glider, um, and they didn't.
2: You could have just given her a dance swoop bike. At the end of that last season, her last season, she when she was rocking the denim coveralls with oh, the you boots mean, you and, mean in clone wars in clone, yeah the last season of clone wars mm-hmm. um that's a cool look i know it's you know has nothing to do with star wars but her on the fucking swoop bike with the boots and the jean mm-hmm. coveralls that shit would be cool as shit
3: yeah so um, there's a little there's some thoughts my thoughts on ahsoka's inclusion in the latest fortnite update Cool-looking skin, like, really glad they added it. I just don't know why they didn't give her a cool glider. You know what? I just realized, though, Will, earlier when we were talking about your audio quality last week. Right. Did you realize that basically your theory was that everybody thought you got a new mic because you were down with the sickness?
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: me feeling like we got Woodstock '99.
3: Oh man, they didn't play Woodstock '99. They weren't a. Wood- they weren't uh, disturbed. weren't big and I mean they were around, but they didn't. They weren't big enough to play Woodstock '99. At that point, come on.
0: My goodness, Listen, I, I'm well, thinking
3: I, about corn. I guess. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They played. Yeah, yeah. They played Woodstock '99. Yeah, they did. Um. So, what'd you think about disturbed? the finale? Was that who that was? that did down with the sickness yeah yeah Ooh, wah, wah, wah. that yeah that's disturbed
2: they have a color of cover of um it was a simon and garfunkel song sound of silence
3: yeah they, they've done a couple of sort of in my opinion a little goofy co- uh, covers that was one they also yeah. did one that was a uh, land of confusion by genesis they covered that and they also covered um, the shout Shout, shout, ah. let it all out. Who is that? Tears for Fears? Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I think you're right. I may have a little too much power with my current podcasting setup. This is. I'm pretty sure he does the Disturbed Dude weird noises even in a Genesis cover.
2: That's pretty cool.
3: yeah you hear how he puts that disturbed guy straight ah, street, ah. yeah the man. little michael jackson yeah he's got them that that dude that fucking clean shorn son of a bitch with his weird ass facial piercings rode that ooh, ah, 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 off into mm-hmm. the sunset man he did still sticking around like a hair in a biscuit what'd <laughs> like you think like a hair hanging <laughs> in like a hair in a biscuit okay hold on hold on we gotta Let's see. Yeah, so it was Tears for Fears that did the original. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, uh, hold on. I love Phil Collins. Oh, me too, bro.
0: Chokes! Chokes!
3: Yeah, that's all. I mean, that, you, that, you get what you need right there. I get it. Nine yeah. seconds. That out, one, you
2: know. I'm not so much of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, to, uh, yeah I don't that was,
3: think that one was as good as the other. No, you know what? Listen, I think disturbs a little cheese dick. I mean, it's new metal. It's all a little bit of cheese dick. You know, it's kind of the appeal. But I mean, the land of confusion cover a, of their trilogy of covers probably the strongest. Yeah. Um. So, buddy, what'd you think of the finale of Um, Ahsoka? Oh, really good.
2: I mean, just... I'm... I'm... Compelled to see what it's going to be like. Ahsoka <gasps> and Sabine kind of forging their way in this new galaxy.
3: Yeah, it's, um, it's weird how they kind of did the trade-off, right? Like, yeah. I... So, I mean, <gasps> obviously... Based on the last couple of weeks, I expected somebody to get left behind. I was not expecting it to be both Ahsoka and Sabine. I was sure Thrawn was going to get out. I thought pretty sure, I was pretty sure Ezra would, but yeah.
2: um, I'm fine with it, if we're being honest. Yeah, I'm fine with
3: it too. Now, listen, I'll go ahead and get this out of the way. Like, they got to do a second season. I just don't see how...
2: yeah. No, I was going to say you have to do. You have to do a second season to get them out of that galaxy. Right. Get them back to this galaxy for the movie. Right. And that's the other thing is that I'm not too worried about it cuz I know they'll make it back, right? Yeah. On, um, you know, it's compelling that they're in that other galaxy, but it kind of it breaks the suspense for someone like me that's like, ah, oh, you know, they got to make it back,
3: right? Like right. and
2: they're not just going to be lost to the other galaxy forever.
3: Yeah, uh so, I, um, you got to figure, so I was trying to work this out. I guess maybe the earliest we get that Dave Filoni movie, we've done this before, is 2026, right? So yeah. So we've essentially got three years probably until that movie. There's got to be at least another season of Mandalorian. We'll get that first. We'll get that before an Ahsoka season two, but I think at least another season of Ahsoka. And then depending on how tied in skeleton crew is with all this, right. All um, right. Which, you know, should be coming out. I would think earlier next year, depending on how, you know, the actor strike and everything gets resolved. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it just, I want to see a second season. I don't want, I'm not super, super interested in the entirety of the second season just being how Sabine and Ahsoka get back. Like, I want them to get back. I also want to see what they're up to on, you know, the perineum planet, right? Um, yeah. But I, I don't imagine want to be the whole thing.
2: Yeah, right. I imagine you'll get a taste of what they've been doing in another galaxy, and then they'll find their way back or whatever, and then at the end of the season they'll probably show up and whip some ass and finally reunite with Ezra. Um But I bet it's a lot of Ezra and Thrawn next season.
3: Yeah, I I, I was kinda wondering that. With Thrawn showing up to doth the you have to assume that's sort of where he's gonna set up. His, offload
2: those witches yeah, well, or whatever's in the boxes
3: set up his What's base in the box? set up his base of operations reunite the the other factions of the imperial remnant and you know make his big push to taking back over the galaxy or whatever right yeah um and, like, as far as Ezra's concerned, I, now I'm pretty convinced, having seen this last episode, that a plot point is probably going to be Ezra starting Jason Sandula's training, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I just like, I, like, I really like the idea of Kanan tra- training Ezra, knocking the boots with Hera, he goes, psh, becomes one with the Force. Ezra dicks off and hangs out with some hermit crabs for a few years and comes back and starts training his kid. That's a pretty nice full circle moment right there, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I,
2: he, he might, or he might wait for Ahsoka. He might, yeah. I don't know, but I, like you said, it's pretty full circle. Yeah. And I just, for him too. uh,
3: you know, I was certainly not expecting to get the Ezra and Hera moment in this last episode. And while I did, like, I like that they did it, it was weird. This last episode was, overall, I really like it, right? But there was some weird editing and other smaller choices there that were kind of...
2: Her reaction was so stunned. Yeah. It felt like this pregnant pause. Like she didn't even move towards him; like she was just stunned, yeah. stunned into silence and inaction. And I don't know if that's just hard to convey, you know. But like, or if ah. I was, maybe it's internal yearn for catharsis, hoping she would embrace him. Like,
3: yeah, I did. See I don't a lot know. Of, I did see a lot of people online being like, "Come on, they could have had them hug each other." And I get it; yeah. I agree. It reminds me back in force awakens era, force awakens era when Chewie doesn't like they get back from star killer base after han solo just died and he just pimp walks by leia without even acknowledging her right? yeah so much so that jj abrams even said like yeah that was a bad call on my part i don't know what i was thinking there um <laughs> but <clears throat> the other thing i listen i get that it's very ezra from rebels For him to show up in full Stormtrooper regalia. Because, buddy, the amount of times that him and Kanan dress up as Stormtroopers in that series, bananas, right? Yeah. But also, the dude could have, like, why did I get, you know, for one, I liked when he picked up the, the comm link and was pretending to be the Stormtrooper. Also very Ezra from Rebels, but... And I get that you know he puts the armor on so he can sneak out. But like once you're away from the chimera, bro, take the helmet off. Like I, I why did he get purely off purely for the reveal? Yeah, it's purely. purely for the the reveal in the show, and it probably. But you know who it is. Yeah, it, like you, like I would have. You know I who, knew it who is. that was. Yeah, right. like there was no there was no doubt who it was, and also like had they not done that it probably wouldn't have felt so weird and goofy to me if he had just walked out and been like hey Hera now I get you also have that moment where Chopper sort of figures it out first I like that but also maybe ran a little too long like you get milked it you know what I mean you get the sort of yeah. point very quickly with what is going on with Chopper exactly was, what you're talking about there was a couple of, of moments there at the very end of the show where they maybe lingered on things a little too long and that was m- my main complaint about the finale is not content it's execution in a couple of areas right but they're not major I still enjoyed it right
2: and this one was directed by Rick Famuyiwa, right
3: yeah yeah yeah, and I mean, there was a lot of really good stuff in it, and I think that dude is awesome. Um, just something mm-hmm. about this had a, a couple of moments of weird execution to me. Um, now, besides all that, the fucking scene with Ezra building his lightsaber with Hu Yang, real good. I really like that and how Huyang Yang gave him a, similar emitter or the same emitter that Kanan had on his saber. Yeah. Um, I'm glad they didn't have to do that in my opinion. Like
2: it is endearing and it ties the two together, but it wasn't necessary. You know,
3: I didn't think it was necessary and nor would I have expected it. You know what I mean? That would have never Mm -hmm. been because we even kind of talked yet last week. Like maybe he'll use, there's a bunch of lightsabers on, ahsoka's ship maybe he'll use one there or something but
2: i'd love that that he was just ramshackle trying to throw one you know he was Mm -hmm. just like gotta gotta make one gotta make one gotta make one
3: but now that they did it that they did that with kanan's emitter i love it i I do i do too um and uh you know seeing sabine and ahsoka and ezra running around, getting in lightsaber fights with zombie troopers who, Mm -hmm. like, in all fairness, clearly weren't zombies already but then became zombies. So we were pretty close. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Was pretty awesome. Now, there is one thing. They don't do it a lot, right? There's one thing when it comes to lightsabers that always looks a little goofy to me, and that is somebody... Running up a flight of stairs with an ignited lightsaber. Yeah, there's something about the way someone—not me, obviously—for obvious reasons, right? You know what I mean?
2: Yeah,
3: I'm gonna. I think
2: it's the difference between there's a weight, right? It's a it's because the actor is running with a prop that has weight on the front end, Mm -hmm. so as you're pumping your arms, moving up the stairs.
0: Why Why are you running?
2: You can see the heft of the saber, like, well, and there's a just, particular way you got to do it, too. It's I, just, I mean, like,
3: I, the 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 way someone pumps their arms. It, by the way, I also yeah. think someone walking up a flight of stairs with, like, a, a sword in a fantasy show looks kind of goofy for the same reason, right? Well, of
2: course, it's the limiting of your ability to fight with it in narrow quarters. Like, um, it really is a hindrance. Melee combat inside quarters, uh, but I always imagine that, like, you know, an actual lightsaber might might even be damn near weightless in the blade
3: department. Like, yeah, you know, that's kind of how I always envisioned it, based on descriptions and lots of different little factoids about lightsabers. Is that the hilt obviously has weight, the blade does not have weight. That's part of the reason. Right. But I guess it can also feel heavy if you're not a if you're not connected to the saber, hence, you know, fucking Din and not being great with one. Right. Um, and hence Sabine's trouble using the dark saber at first. Um, the Night Sister shit in this one, real good. Very, very good. Like the whole yeah. summoning listen, buddy. I, I know I don't have to say this to you. I know you see eye to eye of me in this, but a fucking magic sword getting summoned—the blade of yeah. Mother Talzin. Uh, come on, man. Yeah, that
2: this was kind of, really cool.
3: This is this kind of space fantasy I'm looking for here, man. Like, yeah, that's some, some comic man. book shit. So yeah. are the fucking zombie troopers. Yeah, definitely, definitely.
2: Um, um, the witch, like you said, the witches of Dathomir done really well really well i was not expecting well them to be so good
3: yeah and like so evil the whole thing of them being like we're gonna give you the gift of shadows i said "Ooh, that sounds like a mid-90s metal band (laughs) mid-2000s metal band gift of shadows write it down tonight at the nick the gift of shadows baller ass term baller term um you know and this episode as a whole was very action packed, like a lot of different things going on and um, spooky, dude. And I think like, just
2: on the general scale of things, pretty, pretty damn spooky. Like,
3: yeah. So borrowed some horror elements when the zombie troopers first come back to life. Like I'll say that like the, the scene where Morgan is telling Thrawn, she's like, these are the volunteers. And he's like, they understand. Uh, what they're putting at risk. And she's like, they were all honored to make the sacrifice. And then obviously you right. find out later, it's like, well, oh, well they're going to get killed and then reanimated by Sister magic. Right. The scene of them coming back to life and sort of shambling pretty spooky and well done. I don't know that they necessarily needed to moan and groan as much as they did. Oh uh, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like something about the way it was mixed <laughs> into like, just felt kind of weird um but the the shot
2: of the rotting dark trooper jaw oh was well done the curtain drew just enough and it was a just enough zombie gore to get the point without being gratuitous
3: yeah yeah it's star wars for you know yeah i'm not looking world. for like a george romero star wars zombie experience here I th- i thought it was appropriately tuned for the audience and exactly right yeah i was again impressed yeah impressed um the scene where they're riding the wolves while the star destroyer rains fire down on top of them awesome yes the scene of them and listen there were a couple of weaker moments of cg in that part but even still with that in mind i thought that scene was great the narrow jump through the closing doors of the fortress also I thought was really good and exciting. Right. Very good. Yeah. A little cool. bit of a space Indiana Jones vibe
2: also, but the so feel of the light side prevailing, but just by a hair, you yes, know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. You know.
3: but the way they, so then they cut to Thrawn and when they cut back to Ahsoka in the crew, they're already dismounted from their mounts. Their mounts are nowhere else to be seen through the rest of the episode. And they're in middle in the middle of a fight was a weird editing thing to me in transition. Yeah. Like it yeah. felt a little jerky or something. Uh-huh. Um, But, you know, for the most part, I like that scene of them fighting the zombies. Some of the shots may be a little questionable, but...
2: Sabine figuring out how to force call her lightsaber. I liked know, it in a moment of desperation. Yeah, uh, buddy.
3: Absolutely. I liked it. I liked the, you know, it's poetry. It rhymes remake, uh, remix on that, you know, um, uh, thought that was cool. I thought those two death trooper zombies pretty effective too. And how, yes, they
2: are. Absolutely. Uh, the sound, the sound was really good. The way their punches and str- like fist strikes landed sound like a fucking sledgehammer. Uh huh. Like you can hear the impact of that blow. Like you can really feel it. I just I just remember recalling that. I was like, damn,
3: the sound is really good
2: in this fight.
3: Like mean, mm-hmm. yeah, and it was a neat um, advers- adversary to throw at the two of them without it being like. You know, because obviously Shin and Balin aren't available, but you need to have something for Sabine and Ezra to fight.
2: Some fucking zombie right. mini boss or yeah. some shit. Like, yeah. it was just, you know, a different type
5: of trooper.
3: Um. Now, the fight between Ahsoka and Morgan Elsbeth, I thought that was pretty fucking on the money, to be honest. Yeah. The choreography yeah. and the... Really good. The Whoever those two fight. ladies are mm-hmm. that did that fucking mm-hmm. fight scene, mm-hmm. on point. Yeah, man. Yeah, I thought that shit was really well done. Um, Oh, there is one thing I do want to bring up. I can't believe I forgot to bring it up in the immediate reaction I did on Patreon. So, you know, sort of towards the beginning when Thrawn sends the two TIE fighters out to fuck with them and Sabine crashes the ship to destroy them. When she comes back, she goes, got him." I love that, bro. Yep.
4: That's
3: what she said.
2: (laughs) Well, I like that it was kind of an answer to... Ahsoka had just said, whatever happens next, you know, I stand by you.
3: You know, I support you. Dude, eh, I really, 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 really like that scene between Ahsoka and Sabine at the beginning. Yeah. It
2: really clears the air. Yeah. And makes you feel like all right, they're shit squashed. Like they are. Yeah.
3: And, and like, I like the way that Ahsoka doesn't give her a super hard time. And, and she's like, you know, through my, the entire time I've been a Jedi, I've had to make tough decisions and my master always backed me up. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. It reminds me of this parenting saying like, you know, until they're 12, you really, you, it's your job to protect them, keep them safe, teach them about the world. And then after 12, you really have to step back and it's your job to coach them, you know, because life will hit them with the consequences of their actions. And all you can really do is coach them at that point. You know, it, there's no real benefit to adding excess punishment of what right. what life's going to give, you know, a teenager, or a, a young adult. Um, and that's that's kind of the attitude exhibited here. Like, you know, there's no reason to jump or shit or or preach or... Yeah, you know, give her a lesson, you know, it's going to be what it's going to be. And she's a grown ass woman. And, you know, hopefully I've taught her to make the best decisions that she could.
3: Yeah. Um, now, I do. I do think so. We got a little bit more backstory stuff when from Hu Yang when he says he tells Ezra that the reason Ahsoka stopped training her was because she was afraid that. Sabine was training for the wrong reasons after the destruction of Mandalore by the Empire, right? Right. I do think... I think we have somewhat of a Sabine tempted by the dark side arc coming at some point. I th- so... I don't think it's going to be like she goes full on bad guy and then has to come back, right? Tempted in the dark side, probably in a very similar way to the way Ezra was in Rebels, right? He never went full Maul. Yeah, I mean, I don't. It won't be Maul, but there will be some outside force, maybe Balin.
2: Like I said, it would have been Balin's call.
3: It, it still could be, buddy. They're on still the same planet with him, so. You and I were talking, right, about the Hayden, uh, the Hayden part at the end, and we were kind of discussing. Well, like, was Sabine what? Uh, was Hayden what Sabine sensed out in the distance? What if it's yeah? What if it's whatever w- is reaching out to Balin? You know what I mean? That's true. Right. So, like, maybe may- it's the sun. Because I hope not. Well, if if we are recast,
2: if we are, because that was a really cool shot. Balin Skull standing on those Lord of the Rings looking statues. Uh I didn't realize that was the father and the son from the Mortis arc. It is, Um, but you had told me that, and that makes more sense when the owl appears to Ahsoka. Uh I'm pretty sure from that Mortis arc, like the owl was the avatar of the daughter. So like I, yeah, well, I, and
3: you knew they they use what's left of the daughter's life to resurrect Ahsoka and Clone Wars, uh-huh. right? During that arc, so Ahsoka and daughter uh, and the daughter do have some sort of connection there. And the Moray or the Owl or whatever, it shows up frequently to Ahsoka post. It really. it's like it shows up in the world between world stuff and rebels. It shows up. Other parts, it, like it's it's something that has happened more than once at like key. It seems like crossroads in her life, right?
2: It's kind of like a spirit animal, an yeah. Alabrije, A-la-waha? um, an Waha? alabrije, I believe, is the pronunciation. Okay. It's like a spirit animal guide in South American culture. Okay, Mexican culture.
3: Um, man. So yeah, I wonder if that's what's going on, I mean, listen, it's hard to see the end of this episode, and not think that, yeah, there's something Mortis related coming on, but buddy, why, like, besides the fact that it's cool, I think Mortis stuff is cool, but do you remember, at the beginning of this season, how nervous I was, that one bad guy, the old fart in a jar, you know, the guy that they fucking killed and it did this <laughs> when a suit guy opened up mm-hmm. uh, would be Sam Whitmer. Mm-hmm. Now you mean I got to fucking worry that he's going to show up as goddamn son. He might now granted the son and the father both died in the mortis arc. Like they're all dead at the end of it. Right. Well,
2: if this is the wellspring of their being they listen. could be slowly reforming here yeah, over time exactly like a vampire it's, recollecting at his coffin
3: it's all weird woo woo bullshit as it is right the yeah. mortis stuff so they they but you know what it need, if if that's the case then the sun needs to regenerate like doctor who into a different actor it! bro you didn't even you just left me hanging silent talk about the sound of silence i was
2: stunned i was (laughs) trying to figure something witty and like consoling to say but i got nothing i had nothing
3: um so i think from the end of the show like the end of the episode we can formulate some basic ideas right now granted all these could be very wrong like at the end of mandalorian season two when i was like well season three is probably going to be him and bo katan fighting each other over the dark side or dark saber and then it just turned out to be they're like kind of they kind of hang out and have a thing for each other way cooler by the way i like that part of mandalorian season three it's a a
2: really surprise at the end when he's big simping yeah i uh I, I did not see that coming.
3: He he said Lady Bocaton.
2: <laughs> he got it bad from Mama yeah, San. Yeah. Mama
3: San Bokaton. <laughs> um so uh, I think obviously Ahsoka and Sabine are gonna be hanging out with the Hermit Crabs. Uh, what they've got the, the nobi, I think. No T. N O T I. The no T. No T. Or what those hermit crabs are called. Instead, I'm calling them crab people, crab people. Walk like crab. Talk like people. Um, you know, they'll be protecting them. Shin seems like she's going to take over a raider encampment, right?
2: What was the purpose of striking the saber and holding it over uh, her head?
3: Buddy, I don't want it. I didn't know because... I'll be honest with you. I like the character so much. I just, just us, like a
2: display of power. Yeah, like, I
3: think it's like it's basically fucking <laughs> fucking showing up and slapping her dong on the table,
2: pissing on somebody's tent. Yeah, thing. like this is mine now.
0: He's his cock up! Right? <laughs> yeah. um,
3: she's gonna take over a raider camp. They'll probably have you know conflict between the No and those raiders. And Ahsoka and Sabine will protect them. I assume. Ahsoka and Sabine will be doing some training. What else are they going to do with their time? Um, And then Balin is going to be doing some. I I guess you could just leave it to mystery. What the fuck happens to him? I don't know. That's an awful. Maybe he found the source and became one with it. Maybe. Maybe that's what. Maybe they come across it and find that things didn't go super well for him. You know what I mean? But or did or did. He was once a Jedi. And um You know what? Let's let's hear from some friends. How's that sound, buddy? Let's cause we got a lot this week. Um, and I wanna hear some theories and some cock a speculating. So we're gonna listen to a song and then we're gonna keep this this Ahsoka finale train going. How does that sound?
0: Sounds good. <laughs> Sitting in the opposite of running around Sitting is a wonderful thing to do Because you sitting Sitting in the opposite of standing on your head Sitting in the opposite of hanging on my bar Sitting is a wonderful thing to do I got one thing to say I think that sitting is something that people say it is bad But you know that sitting is actually because you deserve to relax, it's kinda like a nap, it's kinda like something else, but it is actually just sitting. <laughs> but you deserve to sit, <laughs> sitting. sitting, sitting is the opposite of standing. Sitting is the opposite of running around. Sitting is a wonderful thing to do because you sit, sitting is the opposite of standing. Sirini wonderful to do. miss standing. running around. is a wonderful thing to do.
3: Buddy, that that fucking oh shit, that shit slaps, man. Where do you
2: find these these
3: wonderful wonderful toys? (laughs) I don't know, buddy. I don't know. My (laughs) algorithm is so fucked Uh, up, will. Because buddy, good. That's really good, buddy. After you play Fortnite with me, right on on whatever given night, sometimes I might hang out and play some Fortnite with. Our listener, Hannah, she plays Fortnite, too. Or I might play some other video game. But, buddy, you know, my, my work schedule's so le- uh, weird. So after we get off the headset, bro, sometimes that's real weird, dude, hours. You know what I mean? <laughs> in the middle of the night when the rest of the world is asleep. And I'm like, oh, I probably start thinking about getting in bed. And fucking... Or I could... See how deep this internet rabbit Well, hole you know, is. maybe I got to go pee and ha- sit on the toilet and scroll memes for about 30 minutes as part of my Betty Buy process now, you know? And, yeah. buddy, it's weird. It's the devil's hour at that <laughs> night. And sometimes, sometimes you and Steve wake up to some fucking Choice. dank memes that I find yeah. late at they night. they are fire. And yep, then, those late every night. now and then,
0: SIRIN (laughs) SIRIN is the opposite of standing SIRIN is the opposite of running around SIRIN is a wonderful thing to do Because you see. SIRIN SIRIN is the opposite of standing on your head SIRIN is the opposite of hanging on me, bar SIRIN is a wonderful thing to do I got one thing to say I think the city is something that people say it is bad But you know that city. It's actually good because you deserve to relax. It's kinda like, like a nap, it's kinda like something else, but it is actually just sitting. But you deserve to Who sit. Sitting <laughs> sit sit is the opposite of standing. Sitting is the opposite of running around. Sitting is a wonderful thing to do because you sit
3: Dude, the cough, the The little cough cough gets me every time. Both times he does the cough, cracks me up. Cracks Cracks me me up. up, I don't know if it's a cough or he's trying not to laugh, but okay. I promise I won't play that again. This episode, guys. I <laughs> this it's, it's, hey, listen. It's a thing. Uh, it's my current obsession. Is that dumb? That dumb song. It's, it's like good. Theme, it's like my theme song.
2: Sometimes when that <laughs> shit
3: slaps, you just got to
2: play it. Yeah, you, you got to get the gotta, emotion out. You got
3: like a sponge. You got to get the poison out. Like it, once you get a song that slaps that hard, sometimes you just have to listen to it. Two to five times in a row to get it out
2: of your head,
3: you know. And then you've <laughs> you ever out heard your the record. the PBS Melody Sheep
2: jams? What is that? Uh, there's one that's Julia Child and there's one that's Bob Ross, but they're both really fucking good. Um, PBS. But they
3: Is this a YouTube thing? You probably. Hey, you, you probably
2: get there. Say Melody Sheep, Julia Child, or Bob Ross. One or the other.
3: Okay, let's see. Melody they both slap sheep. melody sheep uh julia childs this one uh mm-hmm. oh, let's we got to check li- i mean listen now it's will's turn for fucking slap entertainment on youtube you know i got i got to let you guys listen to sitting we got to hear some of this well oh.
2: a great chef? Well, training and technique, of course, plus a great love of food, a generous personality, and the ability to invent hot chocolate truffles. Meltingly
4: they make hot chocolate truffles. I've seen
2: of creamy chocolate filling that are rolled in fresh crumbs. Let's have another piece. As long as the dough is relaxed, it's ready to roll. Ready to roll. Let's to Ready,
1: to Ready, to Ready, to Ready, to Ready to
2: roll. Freshness is essential. That makes all the difference. All
4: the difference. I might like smell something cooking. Makes me feel it.
3: Wow, wow, that one kind of fucking slaps. You're not wrong. I mean, you put that bitch on while you're cooking. <laughs> <laughs> and listen, but sitting, sitting is <laughs> yeah, the opposite of dancing.
2: Sitting is the
3: opposite of rolling around. I can't do it. I sound like someone doing a bad Arnold impression when I try to sing that song. I need to practice. Oh, and believe you me, those poor cats, my poor cats have been sitting while I did chores around the house today just looking at me. Because as I roll around and sing that song to myself constantly... (laughs) All right. Let's get to the action. Let's get to the whole point, you know. Let's hear I'm one.
2: imagining you rolling through the house going sitting. sitting, sitting is, is the opposite, opposite of standing. standing. And sitting the cat just opposite of heads, around.
3: <laughs> like, yeah, maybe. Around the- maybe the first couple of times, one time I came in and Walter had one of his paws laid over his ear and he was laying <laughs> oh, on the other. No. He said He's like, "No more, man. No more, man. No I'm more. trying to sleep here. You sure you don't have to work today?" <laughs> This is my normal nap time, bro. It's talking about sitting. That, it, it was funny. It yeah. was funny. And we get it. You sit. Peace and love. We get it. <laughs>
0: uh, I'm just goofing. New boot goofing.
3: New boot goofing. Oh. All right. Uh, this is from our buddy Trey. Hey, Halls and Will. It's your pal Trey, a.k.a. Ghoul Beans. Ghoul Beans. He is a late Ghoul night beans. worm. He's a late-night worm to come and hang out on the the Twitch stream sometimes, Will.
1: Sleepy worm.
3: hmm late-night. Who up late, Trey and Trey and they email. Um, <laughs> he said, Man, I sure loved Ahsoka. I have tons of thoughts, but one thing is bugging me. Is it just me or do Balin and Shin's lightsabers look way less orange than they did in the trailer? Definitely not a nitpick, um, but I find it interesting, especially after Dave Filoni Mentioned that there was a reason they looked the way they did in the trailer. Uh, I attached two pics of Balin Saber in the trailer versus the show and the same scene for reference. What do y'all think? I think there's much more white showing in the show Sabers versus the one shown in the trailers. Thanks for the great pod and streams. May the force be with you. Okay, let's see. Well, I don't know which one's which, but... Okay, here's one. Can you see this, Will? I see. Okay, let's see. Let's see the other piece of evidence. The district attorney, Ghoul Bean, cements to the court. Yeah, they do look different. He's not wrong. They do look different. I think it could be just color correcting and finishing mm-hmm. of effects, you know? I think so, too. You know, I think it could be as simple as that because the vibe is still the same. They're still orange, regardless yeah. of how you look at them. They're still not that full-on
2: red. The trailer may have gotten a little bit of treatment. Yeah. at some point when it was being yeah. compiled.
3: Who knows? Um, <coughs> oh, but there me. is a difference. He's he's right. There is a difference. I have not yeah. seen seen that yet. Yeah. Um, we got one from our buddy Josh Wright. He says, sorry for going long, fellas. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me, Josh Wright? Let's hear it. Let's
5: hear it. Hello there, Hawes and Will. This is your internet pal, Josh Wright. Hope you guys are doing well. City. Um, I'm getting over a little bit of a virus, so I apologize in advance if my voice sounds a bit like uh, the squeaky voice teen from the Simpsons.
3: Will, do you know what this means?
2: Uh, That I infected somebody with our podcast last time?
3: but this does mean that Josh is down
5: with the sickness. (laughs) Oh, no. Simpsons. Anyway, episode eight of Ahsoka. Um, As you guys know, I really love this series. Um, I feel like Star Wars Rebels always nailed uh, season finales, and they were among the best episodes of the series um, every time. But I got kind of mixed feelings about the last episode of Ahsoka. Um, First, I'm going to talk about the stuff I really liked. Um, I loved the combat scenes in this. Um, especially the battle between Ahsoka and Morgan Elsbeth that just kicks so much ass. It Morgan's did. magic sword, Ahsoka, you know, slinging her two lightsabers around until one gets broken. Um, it was just really awesome. I could watch those scenes over and over again. There was one little musical touch that I really.
3: Uh-oh. What happened? Oh Did you what? Did I goof? Somehow, why did it stop playing? There was a musical touch that he really liked. Did I fuck him over with the disturbed? Did I give his voicemail <laughs> the sickness? Hello. Okay, we got a peace and love, Josh. I'm going to skip. Uh, I reloaded. I'm going to skip head to where we were. All right, let's see. Right around here.
5: Um, when the night troopers are being revived, there's a little violin lick that to me sounds a lot like the beginning of a classical music piece called dance macabre by Camille, uh, Saint-Saëns, a French composer from the 19th century. Uh, that piece is a tone poem that tells a story of a bunch of skeletons that rise from the grave um, at midnight. And one of the skeletons is a violin and, um, he plays it for the other skeletons and the other skeletons just kind of dance around the graveyard. So um, I thought that was a clever little touch. Um, I assume it was intentional um, because it sounded so much like it. Uh, But anyway, I thought that was really cool. Um, The stuff I wasn't so sure about, um, I felt like the attitude of the actors, and I don't know if this is down to directing or individual performances or a combination of both, um, I just felt they didn't seem to be Um, acting with a whole lot of urgency, they seem to be kind of laid back about everything. Um, it seemed like their energy level was not in proportion to the threat. The galaxy was facing just on first watch. Um, and then, um, I just, I don't know what they're going to do with Balin. So I guess I have two questions. So, number one, with regard to Balin, what would you like to see them do? Uh, with Ray Stevenson's passing, um, the ending kind of puts Thelonian um, company in a bit of a pickle. Um, would, you like to, would you guys like to see them um, just let that plot line drop? Would you like to see them uh, maybe try to salvage as much as they can from what they originally had planned, uh, but kill off Balin in the process, or would you like to see them recast? Um, personally, I thought Ray Stevenson's performance Ray Stevenson's performance was great, but I wouldn't mind if they recast it with someone who is also very good. Um, just because I want to see more of that character, um, and I think um, I feel like it would be really unsatisfying to never find out what he was he was looking for. They were clearly hinting at it with the statues of the father and the son there. I mean, the crumbled one of the daughter, and of course we know Ahsoka is kind of sort of the avatar of the daughter at this point. We saw her space James owl avatar. at the end of the episode. Um, so they clearly have something planned there. Um, but I would really like to see, uh, them, uh, stick with the original plan. So, but what do you guys think? Uh, that's why I'm calling in. Cause I'd, I'd like to know what you think. Also, um, second question, uh, sorry for going long is, um, going into this episode, I was sure that there was going to be a second season of Ahsoka. Now I'm not so sure. Um, I feel like those plot lines, uh, maybe aside from the Balin stuff could easily be picked up, um, by other shows. I could see Ezra and Hera making an appearance in, um, in Mando season four or some heretofore unannounced show, um, in the future. Um, so I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you feel More confident that there'll be a second season of Ahsoka after this episode or less confident. Or about the same. Anyway, uh, again, hope you guys are doing well. I love the podcast. It also kicks a lot of ass. May the Force be with you.
3: All right, Josh. Thanks for everything, buddy. So, Will, I saw this episode episode and I was like, oh, so they got to do a second season.
2: (laughs) That's what I felt. You know. I was like instantly second season green light. Like because of the way they ended this season.
3: Remember, I can understand
2: that it doesn't have to
3: be so, but that's just what I felt. Remember when so right we <clears throat> It was a little while back, maybe 3 or 4 weeks ago. I was talking about how the premise of Skeleton Crew it's a bunch of kids that get lost and are trying to get back home. They get lost mm-hmm. in the galaxy on a ship. Jude Law is involved somehow, right? Mm-hmm. And, I like, I was trying to remember if it was confirmed that that was connected to the Mando-related shows, right? Mm-hmm. And then one of our listeners, one of our patrons, mentioned that it is pretty much confirmed. Because, you know, the pirate guy? Not all fucking... Moss... Not Seaweed Face? Not Seaweed Face, but the other... The lackey pilot, the one that runs away. Yes. Pirate in um, Mando. He's in... That same character's in Skeleton Crew. Apparently he's The guy in,
2: that's like, I'll get you next time, Mando.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Because I think... Um, I think he was in like the leaked trailer from Celebration or something. Um, and I was kind of wondering... Well, what if where they get lost is this other galaxy somehow? I don't think that, I still don't know that that's a great idea unless they get over to that other galaxy and they're not at that same planet. Like a, mm-hmm. a spaceship of kids just shows up and finds Ahsoka Sabine and some fucking crab people. That doesn't sound like a great show to me.
2: Yeah, no, it would be very weird for to finish Ahsoka's story. In another piece of media.
3: Yeah, I think they got to do it. Well, and the other thing is, is whenever we do get this movie, this big wrap-up movie, which, you know, we have to imagine is probably going to be the big battle between Thrawn's forces and the New Republic, right? Essentially. And Mm -hmm. we're sort of gathering all of the individual players. Mando, Bo-Katan, you know, all those folks. Maybe Boba Fett. Maybe, we, who knows, but maybe even Luke, uh, Ahsoka, Ezra, everybody, right? I don't want that movie to have to deal with getting Ahsoka and Sabine back to the galaxy, right? I want them to already be in place, ready to roll, ready You're to right. rumble. So, I think there will be a second season. The Balin thing is tough. Um,
2: It's what has me most bummed. Yeah. It was really the only downer of this whole finale. Yeah, because so it's... we lost Mister Mister Park, Mister Park,
3: Mister Stevenson, not Ray Stevenson, Stevenson, Stevenson. Who's not the Streak, Boogie Dad, Boogie Dad.
2: <laughs>
3: oh, bro! I've got too much power, William. Hold on.
2: Oh yes, they call him the Streak. Boogadaboo.
0: Hello, everyone. This is your action news reporter with all the news that is news across the nation on the scene at the supermarket. There seems to have been some disturbance here. Pardon me, sir. Did you see what happened? Yeah, I did. I was
5: over by the tomatoes, and here he come, running through the pole beans, through the fruits and vegetables, naked as a jaybird. And I hollered over to Ethel. I said, don't look, Ethel. And it's too late. She'd already been incensed. Here he comes.
1: Boogadaboo.
5: Boogadaboo. There he
0: goes.
5: Boogaday, boogaday.
0: Well, yes, they call him the street?
3: Look at that, look at that. They really needed more shit to do back then. Ah, uh,
2: the enjoyable sound of canned laughter. And
3: canned laughter and whatever that fucking instrument that goes S-shee! is They borrowed it from Schoolhouse Rock. That's the last time that instrument was used in in studio. Oh, are you kidding me? He uses it every week in Branson, Missouri. No, I mean, in, on, on a recording. Oh yeah, he, <laughs> he's got he's got a, a fleet of those ready to go. Oh God, Gallagher opens for him. I couldn't even go. It didn't Well, I think Gallagher passed on a nominee. Oh, Spirit to Sanctity. Didn't Gallagher? No, die? I didn't know that. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Maybe he's still around. Man, probably still smashing melons in heaven if he's not. <laughs> No, yeah, he died. He died last year, November 11th. Well, I wonder if his brother is still out there also being Gallagher. <clears throat> Gallagher 2. Anyway. Is that who that was? It was Gallagher 2, his brother? Yeah. Yeah, Oh, yeah. His, I did not his know brother. that.
2: I just figured Gallagher 2 was his second
3: tour or something. No, no, his brother also toured as Gallagher 2. Did the same bit. Prop comedy, smash a watermelon, get out of there. Collect a couple of bucks. Sheesh.
2: Well, if you're going to the Gallagher show, make sure you take a tarp. Yep. Or uh poncho, plastic poncho.
3: Yep. You're going to get some fruits and vegetables all on you. Do you remember the
2: weightlifter guys the the bible weightlifter guys oh, that would like lay on a bed of
3: nails and rip a phone like have, book in half
2: rip phone books in half have yeah. them take a sledgehammer
3: and crush yeah. ice on their chest and shit yeah the power team oh yeah i remember the power team that was quite a spectacle it was it was something uh anyway here's an email from our buddy sam he says howdy haws and will I hope you fellas are having a great week. I don't know about you both, but I don't, don't mind having more questions and answers from a season finale of a show. It has been great to have Star Wars be weird these last few weeks. Um, do you guys think that Hu Yang will help Ahsoka fix the saber Morgan destroyed? Maybe she have a different color or style of saber from this. Gotta have a different toy for Hasbro to sell. Have a great weekend, guys, and keep being awesome. Best wishes, Sam. Oh yeah, Ahsoka is gonna have that. Next time we see her, she's gonna have some sort of second saber, whether it's just, you know, her original one repaired or just a brand new one. She lives it her ship is a radio shack that just sells lightsaber parts. (laughs)
0: You know what I mean?
3: Every single one of those fucking crab people is gonna have a lightsaber when we show up.
2: It's probably the largest collection of lightsaber parts. In the galaxy like, since the fall of the like Jedi Temple,
3: Eric Strathers workshop all the lightsaber parts that are just laying around. Oh my goodness! I bet that man God. could build scrap sabers. Bro, that man does the parts good work. He's got man do good work. All right. Uh, this next one is from our buddy Carlo and and Will. We just got to be ready for this one to. Maybe this just whole episode is a little off the rails because the fucking subject line is hope you all have a happy cocktober no oh, no um let's hear what he has to say
1: Kiddie. hey blue harvest i just wanted to give you all some thoughts on the ahsoka series now that it's concluded i think it's firmly in the second place for me uh, of, of all the disney live action series I really, really enjoyed it. It gave me everything that I wanted, um, on the mystical side of Star Wars. I love that. Um, it may have faltered a little bit in the first couple of episodes for me. Uh, just not really a fault of the show, but just the expository lines at the beginning to establish the characters for the casual audiences. So I can't blame the show for that too much. Um, but if there's a negative, that would be it. Um, And then the only other negative is is that I just didn't get more. Uh, And that's a good problem to have. Now, I do have some questions about Shin and Balin. When they had the conversation about Bokken Jedi and how Ezra was trained outside of the Order, he specifically told Shin uh, that he was training her to be something more. And that wasn't really expanded upon and do you all have any thoughts on that? What happened there or was his plan to seek out the power that was calling him still going to include her in some way? I could see that maybe if you recall, he gave her a bit of a parting lesson or a word of advice before he sent her off to uh, fight Ezra and Sabine and he told her about not being too eager and that would guarantee defeat Uh, paraphrasing and in the moment I thought okay well perhaps this is kind of his version of Jedi trials for Shin but without them having met up again after that it kind of leaves that story thread a bit open and I wanted to see if you all had some thoughts on that and I guess that'll be uh, it for me today. I love you guys. May the force be with you.
3: Hmm. I mean, that is an interesting op- uh, observation about those two characters' relationship in this show because he, it, like, anytime they're together, he talks like, hey, man, like, we're going to, like, he, you know, he has that whole thing about the cycle of.
2: Breaking the yeah,
3: cycle. Breaking the cycle and shit and how you know, some people want to go to that galaxy for power and some want something more and yada yada yada. And they get there and something creepy starts speaking to him in his mind grapes and he's like, Hey kid, uh, I don't know, go kill Ezra Bridger and Sabine and go join your go join the Empire or whatever. You know what I mean? Like he does say, Take your place in Thrawn's new empire or whatever, and says that they're their paths differ, but I think their relations, the relationship between the two of them is not resolved in any way. They're still – it's kind of left hanging. I mean,
2: not as far as she's concerned. I think for him, he feels like he cut her loose. Like right. He's on his path. He's looking for what he came here for you know he's basically like look i trained you to be something different and now it's time for you to go off on your own i don't th- i think he was gambling that the jedi wouldn't kill her and i don't really think he thought she was in danger like even if she failed right i don't think the jedi he didn't think the jedi would kill her so like i, I don't think he thought he was cutting her loose to die regardless
3: yeah and i mean in and josh's uh voicemail as well like you have to imagine you know, I don't think they're sitting around with a whole neck ne- second season written and ready to go and mapped out. But they had to have some ideas for what was next for all these characters. And unless they recast, then that has to change, right? Just naturally, given the way mm-hmm. the, the where the characters left off. Right. Um, you know, if they don't recast, I will totally get it. I would love to see more of that character and see more of his story. But I also get it if they don't want to recast, you know? Um, yeah, I do too. And then, you know, when Sam was saying he didn't mind more questions and answers in a finale, I'm okay with that too. And you know why? Because I've been forged in the fires of ABC's Lost, bro. Right. You know what I mean? That's kind of my jam. I like a little bit of mystery. So well, that's
2: what I kind of... That's what this feels exactly like. Yeah. Balin hunting whatever this mortise thing is or the, the source light. or what and
3: He's going to pull it, the plug. He's going to pull the cork. Now, you know what? We don't need to get too... All right? Just keep going. We'll sh- skirt. I'm getting too into it. Go ahead, buddy. It just feels losty. It does. It feels straight up losty. Yeah. It does. It feels like lost if the others were crab people. Mm-hmm. And uh, the smoke monster was uh
2: yet to be revealed like in most of lost
3: good good call good call um you know they could leave the Balin stuff to mystery for a little while i would hope that it doesn't like the one thing i don't want is it's just never brought up again you know what i mean like season two of ahsoka or whatever comes around and there's just nothing And it's just never addressed again. Honestly, I think they need to address it somehow in the show or the movie. Um, But don't do it in a book or comic.
2: I want Balin to find the source, to abandon, for it to be so spectacular and so perspective-changing for him that it shocks him back into being a Jedi, much a la Anakin. And at that instant, he becomes one with the Force, much like so, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. And then and then uh, Ahsoka finds nothing but his lightsaber and empty armor
3: yeah, I think, at,
2: at the source or some shit like that.
3: Right. They, they could address it somewhat like that. They could even have some sort of message or something he's able to pass on from beyond the veil or whatever the fuck you know i want them to like at the bare minimum i want something like that if they're not going to recast right um honestly that doesn't sound bad at all will like i kind of now that you explained that to me in detail i was like well well right that is kind of that is lost as fuck too might i add (laughs) right you can tell who i was fucking babbling about well so when uh fucking jacob said (laughs) all right um we have a uh, email from our buddy alan hi what did you think wasn't it great have thoughts in Bayland at the end. Go with me on this. It is not what most people on the internet are saying, uh oh. <laughs> Alan's got some cock a duty speculating. He he had some last week too. Wasn't he the one that wrote in and had the Snoke theory? Was that last week? Oh. Um feels like it was. Let's get a you know, we're it's a very musical. It's it's like that this episode of Blue Harvest is like uh that episode of Buffy that was a musical with all the music that's been going on in this one. Oh my goodness
1: all
3: right he says the missing female statue is interesting perhaps that means balin seeks to destroy the remaining two mortis gods as in well one down now just two more to go i know many would believe this to be a far-fetched speculation but to my line of thinking balin is a hubristic arrogant man thinking he can take on the mortis gods lol no way I am skeptical. He's just a waylaid mercenary with magic powers. His confidence misplaced, it may be. Well, so I think this is like in this paragraph of Alan's email to me. That is assuming that Balin even knows who the Mortis gods are. Yeah. All right. Like all he knows is something is calling to him. And by the way, when you watch that scene, there is something in the distance he's looking at that's shiny and has yeah a, yeah you know what yeah. i mean um so there is something but i don't think most people are just going in thinking like i don't know that Balin has any previous knowledge of the mortis stuff he's just feeling something calling to him because
2: unless not like, they're gonna put that mortis stuff in those jedi tales that they keep referencing from being told at the temple Right. Yeah, that's how you heard about this other galaxy. Yeah, in but... Those fairy tales. If you put the Mortis people in the fairy tales.
3: But there's no... You would think if that was the case, then Ahsoka, Anakin, or Obi-Wan would have mentioned that during those proceedings, right? This is not a widely known piece of, like, inner galaxy lore, I feel like. The Mortis. Yeah. Uh, more fanciful speculation on my part is that Ezra is the key to Pernium's Mortis God mystery. I mean, he spent ten years there just wandering with crab turtles? Big note. It's like he was lobotomized, not a secret or something else. So many of the internet are dunking on Filoni because Ezra didn't hug Hera at the end. But go with me with this. What if his impulse not to hug was an internal tentativeness? Alan, buddy. Okay, hold on. Listen, you you've got a way with words, my dude, but you got to remember who you're writing these emails to. All right? You've got to dumb it down just a little bit for your pal Halls. That he had was because his motives towards Hera are not pure and all he wants is home. Sounds sort of crazy to me. Of course, it could be a missed opportunity by the writers. I don't think there's anything evil going on with Ezra. I have seen this theory.
2: If you look... There,
3: Ezra's, slow, Ezra's
2: walking towards her. Yeah. Like, the scene just ends before right. they meet.
3: They just don't show it, right?
2: And right. also, Hera is a general in a former rebellion. You don't think she's wise enough to be cautious? This fucking imperial spy
3: that sent somebody that looked like Ezra Bridger. Like... well, You know. I, I'm just saying, like, I don't think there is... I saw people... There was leading up to this finale the closer it came there was some wild shit going down on the internet speculation wise well really yeah there was people talking about um oh you know what i think Ezra and Thron are both dead and have been reanimated by the night sisters oh wow that's why Thron doesn't act like he does in the books and why Ezra has red it's a, in his outfit it's a night sister robe I was like, Thought guys doesn't act I like he guy, does in the book. I was like, guys. A pretty tactical guys, master in the guys. show. I said, guys, guys, you you you're do this is too much. You're doing too much, guys. <laughs> Occam's razor. So a lot of times with Star Wars, simplest explanation. You're making us too complicated. Ezra and Thrawn were were resurrected by the Night Sisters and this is some kind of long con. No, I think you're just I think some people are having trouble reconciling the live-action version of the character with the animated version of the character, right?
2: That sounds true.
3: Which I get, I totally get. You spend a lot of time with those characters in animation. I
2: think people that may have idealized Thrawn may have wanted him to be like a chiseled jaw Chad, I guess. Johnny Grosso,
3: handsome boy. Johnny Grosso would have made a great Thrawn, though. Let's be honest.
2: Yeah, right? Yeah, but um, I love the dude. That's you know the dude that is thrown is on the money. Yeah, dude. I think he's great. I, I, nothing now, about his appearance now is by really the way, throwing me off.
3: Like I've accepted his hair now. Like yeah, after the first where episode, I don't even look at it anymore. But yeah, the hair didn't bother me except in the first one he showed up in. Now, I'm not saying Alan thinks this way about Ezra Orthon or anything like that. This was just a general right. Observation we're talking about. That I yeah. saw people online because theories out there. I feel like some of the reason, not not even necessarily for Alan, that people have those kind of theories of like, ooh, something's going on with Ezra. Something's not right is because they're having trouble reconciling the live action version from the animated version. It's quite a time jump. It is. It is. Um, Which got me thinking. Is Favreau involved with Ahsoka? I can't remember. I've read so much recently that criticizes the writing on episode 8. They're not wrong, in my opinion. It wasn't bad, there, but there was a lack there. I wonder about a Favro factor that might be influencing what we got. Thanks for reading. I love your podcast. It's the best. Alan from Michigan. I mean, I think Favreau was involved as much as, like, his position with the whole connected shows on Disney pluses. I don't think Favreau was there like doing I think rewrites Favre, or, yeah. you know, I think
2: Favreau has kind of a mentor relationship with Filoni.
3: A so bit, it seems, yeah, I, I think, think if he was sort of
2: there, funny. it was probably visiting the set. Yeah. Checking in, wanting to well, see what's, you know, wanting to just kind of play in star Wars land. you know. Well,
3: and you know, the, they also brought, like, for the production of, I guess it was Mandalorian season three, they brought Rick Fam- Famuyiwa on as a producer. Like, oh, he, wow. He is now part of sort of the Filoni, Dave, Favreau producer side of things on that show. And mm-hmm. I think the reason they did that is because Filoni was going to go off and do Ahsoka, Favreau was going to work on Mandalorian, right? And clearly, mm-hmm. Rick Famuyiwa was involved with ahsoka he directed the finale um but yeah i don't know that he's necessary i don't know I, I don't work in the office oh boy i wish i did i wish that was my job runner fucking sending memos back and forth for Filoni, and i'd do that all day watch him get you want a coffee mr Filoni? Oh, pff, bruh i'd be like hey man you ever try to diet pepsi <laughs> Sheesh. um Yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know what that whole thing is. You know, they they obviously talk and collaborate, but... Maybe that's why it's so, like, the... They felt sort of different, right? Like, the being separated like that Mm -hmm. um, between Mando. Oh! Another thing I didn't mention... Because, you know, I had questions about when this took place in the timeline. They let us know in this last episode right or was it the one before i think it's the one before it was they we already about... talked about that didn't we yeah Shh, last i'm an week. idiot no i'm an idiot don't no. listen to me alan i'm an illy. i'm an italy, italy idiot what's going on Will? i need to cleanse my brain real
0: quick oh no <laughs> Sitting in the opposite of running around Sitting is a wonderful thing to do Because you're sitting Sitting in the opposite of standing on your head Sitting the opposite of hanging on my bar But sitting is a wonderful thing to do I got one thing to say I think that sitting is something that people say it is bad But you know that sitting is actually good Because you deserve to rely kind like of like a, a nap. nap it's kind of like something else but it is actually just city but you deserve to sit, sit. <laughs> 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 I'm not gonna
3: do the whole thing this time so I I still I've told you I was truthful for you got to you guys uh, oh all right you guys got off easy you got off easy this time now you know what I, if i played there is a song that i've had stuck in my head since 2005 and it's the Do you got do you remember when the lead singer of hootie and the blowfish did the burger king commercial that had the jingle oh Bro, the tender crisp bacon cheddar, cheddar ranch. ranch the breasts they grow on trees and tumble weeds of bacon flow right up to your knees <laughs> <laughs> alright, let hey guys. Got, we got a voicemail from Florian. Let's clash this shit up, alright? Let's go to the right.
4: last voicemail of the night. Alright, here we go. Hey guys, I would like to talk about the latest episode of Ahsoka, the Jedi, the Witch, and the Warlord. Apparently, it's a nod to the Chronicles of Narnia, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. My first thought was the good, the bad, and the ugly. Anyway, I just wanted to ask, are you guys looking forward to a second season of Ahsoka? Yeah. Do you? Because at the end of the episode, we see the Mortis statues, especially the ones of the father and the son. So maybe season two will take us to their realm. And who would play the son, I'm wondering? Yeah. Florian? That's right. Mm -hmm. Don't be a dick. Mm Florian? I hope there will be more seasons or some other ways to continue the story. And man, Ray Stevenson as Balin Skoll was just awesome. One of my new favorite characters. I wish we could see more of him. Oh, and uh, one more thing. Thank you. Thank you so much for the birthday wishes last week. Very kind of you. The podcast episode actually came out on my birthday, September 29th. What a coincidence. Mm. Funnily enough, I thought about sending you a voicemail the day before to mention that my birthday was coming up. But I decided against it. it. felt a bit strange to mention that myself. But I thought it would have been nice if somebody had told you. So in that moment, I actually vocalized this thought to my wife, saying it would have been funny if she had done something like that. Yeah, my wife can't lie or keep secrets, you guys. So it was obvious that I had unintentionally guessed the surprise. And she was proud that she had kept it uh, as a secret until then, and even mentioned that our daughter didn't spill the beans. So, yeah, I also knew that our daughter was involved somehow. Yeah, my wife was a bit angry at me for figuring the whole thing out. And yeah, but what, what can I say? I mean, I just had a feeling, you know, like the force. So yeah, it, it wasn't a big surprise the next day, but it was a, a really funny situation the the evening before and yeah, just I just wanted to say thank you, thank you for the birthday wishes and for participating in this special gift. Thanks.
3: Now, listen. Florian, you really rolled the dice with ruining that surprise because there was a not a non it would not have been for impossible for me to be stupid and forget to play that voicemail the right week, right? So then you turn in tune in Friday and it never happened. Thankfully, it did. You mm-hmm. know, but you got to be careful there, buddy. Fucking with destiny like that. What if you altered? Huh? What if you altered string theories? Double slit experiment. Will. tell them. I don't know. Did you like that? You like that double slit experiment, buddy? <clears throat> It made my head hurt. I'm, you, you have a bigger brain capacity for some of that real deep shit than I have. I, I'm, I'm. I don't totally agree fine. with that. I'm t- totally fine with saying that. You know, I'm not too proud. You know, I listen. to am just... sitting three or four times a day. <laughs> Everything can be explained. Just um, need the right teaching tools. I like how Florian. He he comes in here. And he's got an adorable story about his family always appreciated but before that he had to. you you know g- th- florian has a little bit of that dog in him you know a little bit <clears throat> he likes to troll your boy halls a little bit because we knew what he was getting around we did dressed it bit. already i don't need more sw- fucking switwer anxiety bruh don't do it's it it's
2: coming <laughs> it's coming you better just Mmm, tastes great. Shit sandwich.
3: (laughs) Mmm, sand cakes. My favorite. (laughs) Yeah. What do you think they're going to do with Boba Fett? Nothing. Pass the mantle. (sighs) Anyways, guys, Thanks for uh, thanks for being around along the ride uh, for Ahsoka this season, guys. We really appreciate you. It's Man, been fun. It has been fun. I love a good Star Wars season.
2: And Ahsoka was Ahsoka is such a popular character, mm-hmm. um, and she was done so well, and all the other great characters. I'm really looking forward to the next season of Ahsoka.
3: Yeah, they did they did stuff in ahsoka that was so extremely my kind of shit that you know i forgive maybe some of the rougher edges that are on the show because they it's uh, a little rough in parts no doubt. i didn't
2: mention it but that very last scene where they see anakin where she thinks she sees anakin uh-huh and she's like oh nothing just was it shadows it's and in star the starlight or
3: whatever oh, it's, it's like oh my, my god right. it wasn't great and then what like, is it this was also a novel. Then Ahsoka going and looking at the sky went on way too long. It was one of those weird editing things where, like, and by the way, I love that Force Ghost Anakin was there. Okay, fuck yeah. Love that. Fuck love yeah, yeah. Love that, man. It's about time. What this man doing since indoor? Huh? Showing <laughs> up, being handsome, watching fucking ewoks play the drums on your former troops dead bodies bro all those guys they're getting played like they're at a tool concert you commanded those guys
2: he said just listen to it listen though." minutes ago right
3: yeah oh yeah sitting
2: Sitting is the opposite of standing
3: (laughs) bro that is the special edition i want you know what i'm gonna (laughs) fucking whip up a killer meme where and okay so right it's return of the jedi there's fucking fireworks going off in the fucking sky it starts panning down right and it's lando clap dancing
0: and
3: And right about this time is when, like, the Ewok is dancing with R2-D2. You know what I mean? DJ Lobot? Yeah. Oh, oh, right about now is when when, uh, Luke walks in and Leia and Han are there, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And then he looks it's off into like the distance. Else, but
3: Force ghosts.
0: But you deserve to see.
3: <laughs> <laughs> then fucking space blue blue font. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's good. That's a good ending to a good movie. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. What has this episode been? <laughs> Why? It's
2: the finale
3: of Ahsoka.
2: Oh.
3: People aren't going to put up with this.
2: It's a soothing balm. It's a soothing balm for Ahsoka <sighs> being done. Yeah.
3: All right, buddy. Well, thanks for fucking hanging out and recording this week. You want to go play some Fortnite or something? I do. Oh, I yeah. do. Well, guys, listen. You should... Leave us a review if you haven't already, please, and thank you. Check out the High Potion podcast. If you haven't already, it's me and our buddy Steve talking about video games. Steve, by the way, who plays guitar and Stone Cobra, who were kind enough to provide the music for a theme song. If you like that, check them out on iTunes, Spotify.
2: those reviews really help. Um, yeah. they help people that like star Wars fi- podcasts, find our goofy little star Wars podcast. Yeah, especially and- with high potion. There's so many people that like video games. And you guys are so good at what you do. You know, those, those reviews really help people that enjoy video games, find their video game podcast.
3: Yeah. And then those people, those star Wars folks, they listen and they hear me play that sitting song four times in an episode. And they say, not for me. So for all Never. of you guys they get said up it. out of their chair and they <laughs> dance yeah they dance yeah, and they're like Psh. "So that one host sounds like he needs to stand more and I said <laughs> what?
4: You? T- what did you?
3: Anyways. that's the meaning of irony alright guys well we'll, well we'll see you guys I don't know we'll see you next week until then this has been Blue Harvest and I'm Hall's Burkhart and I'm Will Witten may the force be with you may the force be with all of you
0: May the Force be with us.